Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Okay, here we go, everybody. You're all looking great. Can't wait to get this started. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is February 13th, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. This hour is the journey, which is our weekly discipleship hour. And in this hour, we are continuing a book study. The book is called Sinai to Zion by Joel Richardson, which is a study on the biblical narrative related to the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> so for this hour, we are reviewing chapters seven to nine. And in, the, in this whole section, this whole first section, Joel has continued to lay a foundation for the second coming, and this is the last portion of section one in the book. And Joel in this section is taking the exodus from Egypt of Israel, and he's likening it to a love story between God and Israel. And so tonight, instead of giving a summary of the chapters, Susan and I are going to mention some of the highlights of what struck us in this story of the exodus, this portion of it and the lessons it has for us in the Global Watch. Let us have, let us have, Vic, why don't you open us up in prayer? And then, Susan, we have a worship song, I believe, before we get started. Okay, Fred, thanks. Lord, thank you for Joel, for all his insights. Thank you, Lord, for the love story and <laughs> the wedding that we see taking place in, in Exodus. And Lord, we just bless Joel for his work. We open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you right now. And we ask that if there is further revelation that you'd like us to have over the, the, the love affair between you and humanity, then just open our minds and let us receive it from you today, Lord. And bless each one on this watch, Lord. Thank you that we gather together as your bride, as your family. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Vic. Okay, Susan, over to you, the Global Watch. And go ahead. Oh, and my name. <laughs> okay, here we go for a worship song. Get us, get our hearts right and focused tonight, this morning, afternoon, whatever it is. Amen. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that your goodness is running after each one of us. You're pursuing us hotly <clears throat> with your love and your concern and your desire to see us walk in the fullness of everything that you have for us. Lord, we just say, here we are, Lord, in this hour, just to speak to us through the teaching in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Susan Rao, we're going over to you. Give us your thoughts on these chapters. And I'll follow well, up. All I can say is, as I read these chapters, all I could do is point the finger at me and <laughs> my doubt and unbelief. I was looking over the story of the Exodus and how the Israelites were so committed and they, yes, Lord, we're going to follow what you say. And then the next minute they're backsliding and wondering what the heck happened. It was three days after God did this miraculous deliverance across the Red Sea. They saw the hand of God right in front of them that they're complaining and wondering about where they're going to get the water. And then in Exodus 19, they, actually God comes down and speaks to them. 
doesn't say that they, he spoke only to one person, but he, there was the audible voice of the Lord that came forward. And, and they're all committed. And then Moses gets called up for a real in-depth encounter with the Lord and giving the law and all of that, missing, not appearing for 40 days. And they run into this whole golden calf issue. And who's leading it but Moses' brother, Aaron. And I felt very convicted that, Lord, keep us on track with the testimony. And tonight, I did, that's the word I get for everybody. You have a testimony in each of your hearts. You have a track that God has for you. And let us not be sifted sand on the seashore and the waves of the ocean, but to stay on track. And I periodically, I go over our prophetic history for this group of people that are coming on board with the watch to point us back to the fact that we didn't make this up out of a need that's out there in the body of Christ. <laughs> we're responding to a call of God for this hour and the time that we're in. I see some nods across there. And I pray that this conversation tonight reignites our conviction that he is calling us to watch and pray. Why? Because we're preparing the way for his return. And Joel goes into the chuppah, the canopy that comes over us, over the fashion in Hebraic weddings. And I just wanted to show you this picture. It was on our last journey to Israel. We're going on another journey. And um say a little bit more about this after a minute but this was in Shiloh and our guide our awesome prophetic sights guy you all know him and love him Andre Gelbert said look at this look up in the sky and there was this hoopah this giant hoopah over us and this is Shiloh right here and I just thought that's another sign that we've had along the way and I was trying to find another one that we had at in a California meeting here where a cloud came right down over the mountain in front of us. And nobody in that area in Fremont had ever seen that before. And so we've run into these signs along the way. And I know, I don't know if you've ventured into the website at all, but we have a testimony every year that we've met in Heronhood where God has miraculously, there's been these signs. In fact, I think in, when was it, 2019? Was it 2020 that we had the last one? Yeah, there's two years that we missed. I think it was 2020 where they found a new spring that had sprung open in the woods there. And that was verified. There's all these signs that God keeps encouraging us with because he knows that we're dim-witted and we need that assurance that, God, are you really in this or am I just really crazy? I'm laughing at myself because I'm pointing a finger at myself. I need those little God, God assurances that he's with us. He's taking us on a journey. Keep going. And I'd invite you all to take a look at those testimonies from Heronhood and take a look at the prophetic history again. And I'm going to flash this one up to you because you can't make this thing up when you're on a prayer drive in your own city and this towering fire pillar of fire. So we've had the pillar of fire and the cloud presenting along the way. But this one was phenomenal. Fred, you can verify, I'm not going to stretch my words on this. We are God-bocked with this one. 
there's nothing feeding this thing and it's just standing there like waiting for us to move and god's saying come up here i must show you things can you, to come can you hear me that's my short take of the, these couple of chapters that it was convicting but also reassuring and i hope reassuring to you that god has us on a trajectory all of us that are responding to this call and i for one can't turn back and we all know and we're going to be working towards this we'll say a little bit more about this later but we're working on trying to bridge to the church to pick up this mantle as well to get us all prepared as the bride of christ we're not loners on this i feel like oftentimes the last leaf on the on the branch <laughs> we're about to fall off but god keeps ingrafting us <laughs> but anyway i want to assure us that we are on a trajectory as best we can as best we know how we're not perfect but we are leaning into the lord every day on the next steps we should take and um I think Fred has some clarity on this. Fred, do you want to take this one step further? This is more the overview of this being a call of God. And we've been blessed with affirmations along the way. And that this is a journey of faith. And I have to say that I have my real moments of doubt. Oftentimes it's after big victories. And it's just like the whole this whole pattern again. But he is a faithful God. His goodness goes before us. He is there to guide us and direct us, even in our weaknesses. For when we are weak, he is strong. So, Fred? Thank you, my dear. The, the highlights that I had were somewhat similar to yours, only coming at it from a different angle. So the big highlight for me centered around chapter 8, which is appropriately entitled The Adulterous Bride. And the... So right after the Israel, which is the bride, covenants to serve and obey the Lord, uh, Moses goes up to the top of the mountain to meet with God. And let me just read this portion of Exodus 32, verses 1 through 4, because <clears throat> it, it just describes what was taking place. Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, come. Make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it, with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, the people, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So in this passage, what Joel Richardson points out is that in, Ex in Exodus 24, 18, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. That's less than six weeks. So in less than six weeks, Israel had abandoned the Lord whom they had just made a covenant with and promised to obey. Instead, they were worshiping the golden calf, which is clearly an idol. That's pretty horrifying in itself. But to me, the other part, horrifying part of the story is that Aaron, who Moses had left in charge, led the people in creating and worshiping the idol. And this was just the timeline of it and the shortness 
of how long it took for the people to just completely, completely go astray and disobey God was pretty shocking. I think, what's the lesson for us? And I would say that the lesson for us in the watch is twofold. First, we need to be, each one of us needs to be seeking the Lord for ourselves, hearing his voice and walking in obedience to him every single day, not waiting as Israel did for a Moses to hear from the Lord for us. The second part of what keeps us on track is to have corporate accountability with other people who are also seeking the Lord. That would be in this group, our fellow watchmen. And this is part of the reason that the corporate is so important, both a daily ongoing individual relationship with the Lord and corporate accountability are key. And it matters who your group is that you're walking with. You don't want to surround yourself with people who are going to lead you astray. So equally important, you need to have leaders who are walking in the fear of the Lord and choose to obey the Lord instead of doing what the crowd wants, even if their obedience is costly and not popular. And so I just want to say this, remember this, we're in the end times, and as things get more intense in these end times, there will be increasingly a falling away, a spirit of deception, uh, and a love for God and for each other growing cold. And in the midst of this, as watchmen, we really have a responsibility to be a people of integrity, humility, self-sacrifice, and perseverance. And the last thing I have to say is this, because the watchmen, because we as watchmen are prophetic forerunners, the Lord's holding us to a higher standard than the main body of the church. So this is a big responsibility that we have. And for me, at least, what this reading this chapter and reviewing it and just seeing how easily Israel was led astray puts the fear of the Lord on me as a watchman. And, you know, just to be that we need to just be walking in obedience to the Lord constantly. That's what I have to say. I'm just going to ask as we have many weeks, I'm just going to ask Jenny Hager to, before we go into our breakout sessions, just give us a, just give us a quick view of what was a highlight to you and what your thoughts are. Jenny Hagen never comes prepared. So Jenny Hagen is calling on the Lord. Fred, if I can say this, you are the most amazing psychiatrist I've ever known. My father was a psychiatrist. I've met a lot of psychiatrists. You are really extraordinary. I just wanted to say that. And for me, that's so encouraging because I'm seeing the gifting that he's giving you. I mean, if I needed help and lived near you, I'd be contacting you for sure. So with all of this, I'm sensing the same that you were. To think that they came down from, that while Moses was up on the mountain, they're building the golden calf and it's it, Moses comes down and he just throws the tablets down. Uh, the marriage covenant is broken and the grace of God, and Moses stands in the gap, and that's what we as intercessors do. You know, he really stood in the gap for the people, yeah. and that's what we do. So there was a watchman intercessory call in what he was doing. But there's some warning throughout this book that we've read so far because God is speaking to us today. It's not like we're reading this history book. As we're reading it, all this revelation is jumping out 
from the print all the time. And the warning that 3,000 were killed, the Lord demanded that 3,000 be killed, but not everybody was involved in the golden calf, but they came under punishment because they didn't speak out and Aaron didn't speak out. So the thing that was coming to me, one of the things, because there is so much in this, we must speak out. We must stand up. As watchmen, we stand up and we report what we see. And this, in this day, I'm so aware that God is pouring out the spirit of Elijah, but the enemy is powerfully pouring out the spirit of Jezebel all around the earth. And this is where some of the keys that are coming out of, as God is preparing us in this end time, some of the keys that are coming out of this book are going to hold us very strong in the days ahead. That's great. And Jenny, the other thing that I just wanted to put in there was a thought that I had not thought of before, although I've I've done it just out of my, just because the Lord asked me to, to increase our capacity for asking God for greater revelation and greater signs that he is with us. And he brought it out in one of the statements in the book. But I, some of you know about our trip to Korea, my first quick trip to Korea. We were going to the DMZ to this bombed out church place. And as we went there, I, all of a sudden I found myself asking God, show us a shot sign. And I have usually felt like we should just go on faith and believe that what we're praying and what we're declaring is it's in God's hands. But I asked that and he did. <laughs> he showed up with a sign. And I think that we could all begin to ask God, show us a sign that you are with us. And I think we could begin to explore some greater manifestations of the Lord on earth as it is in heaven. That's so true, Sue. Just the other day, I was in a situation, I'll just quickly say, I said, Lord, I need something from a prophet who knows nothing about the situation I'm in. I was thinking of Bob Jones always prophesying to Mike Bickle. I said, please, could somebody from another state send a word to encourage me that we're on the right path? The next day, somebody interstate who didn't know anything sent an amazing prophecy really outlining all that was happening. That's, That's why I'm agreeing with you. That puts strength back into me. These signs, it puts strength because the enemy's trying to weaken us and speak to our minds and bring doubt. And so we call out for help and Lord help us in this. And he loves to bring us that strength. It does, it it changes us, doesn't it? It renews us. When we were at the DMZ, there were 16 nations and a diverse group of people had never really been together before and all this stuff we it was going okay declaring the words and doing what we we're supposed to do but i said god could you give us a sign and i it was there and i pointed and the whole group unified it just like that it was like an atomic bomb hit the place and just drew us together so it's not wrong to ask for that i don't think it's selfish god if you would <laughs> show yourself on your behalf Amen. So let's go. Uh, let me just put in, the, I'm going to put the breakout session question in the chat and then we'll go into our breakout session. And, the, and this, here's the question. I'll just read it as well. What adjustments do you need to make in your walk with the Lord to be sure that you don't get off track 
and go astray. We haven't had, we're just, we're talking about this. We haven't had a lot of time to think about it. But just as the Lord speaks to you, are there some adjustments or are there some vulnerabilities that you have that maybe you need to really look for? There's multiple things. I'm not, we're not going to go into it. We'll just have people discuss this. I think what we need to do, Sue, is we need to have 15 minutes in the, in the breakout session. And then what I think we're going to need to do because of time is we're going to not have the group leaders share Instead, we're going to go, we'll go right in praying for, uh, praying for Turkey. Oh, the, I think that would be awesome, dear. That's yeah. Yeah. So let's do that, but we can still get a lot out of the breakout mm-hmm. session. So go ahead and bring us into the breakout session and we'll, we'll go for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Sue. The, the situation at the moment, people probably know it is basically it's the end of searching for life. And now it's about just bringing out bodies and caring for the people who are in the freezing cold without water, electricity, food, etc. But the thing that is really upsetting many of us here is that there are thieves stealing from the homes and the bodies in the places where the earthquake has been. And recently the locals who have been outraged by that happening have even taken up arms and have been beating up and shooting the thieves or people they think are the thieves. And that's what's led to the withdrawal of some of the rescue teams, <clears throat> including the Israeli team. And they were fearful for their lives, so they pulled out. The Turkish army have been sent in now to bring order back so the rescuers are safe. Most of the people who were in the first week are exhausted and have been pulled out now and they're they're sending in additional teams. But there's still a huge area, both in Turkey and Syria, where the rescuers haven't even reached yet. Because it's such a vast area, many of the outlying villages and towns, there just haven't been enough people to get to them. It's huge what's going on here. So they're the issues. But just to let you know that the church is also, the church has been involved from the beginning, several teams from different churches and different organizations, but we're beginning to move to the time when the church will really be able to come to the fore. Up until now, it's been mostly just rescue. But once it comes to caring, then let's pray that the church will be at the forefront of that caring. Sue, did you want to lead off or how did you want to do this? I think we need to hear from Heijong as well. Yeah, I know the church has been very involved. Yeah. Go ahead, Heijong, if you want to unmute yourself. Thank you. Thank you all for your prayers. The challenges is we face here is there is a lot of the chaos with the fake news, fake news because it's a water. It's a, yesterday I also heard it's from it's our local leaders that there are a lot of there is a lot of goods is to receive from different nations and also we also collected the is some is a needs the goods but but without the permission of the government is rescue team that they could not deliver them to those really in need mm. so it's a, some of the part is a, yeah most of the part is a, it seems like it's a fake news but it's a reality it's a, some of the news is a, yeah true so that's why it's a, this kind of unexpected is a conflict some yeah the people wanted to take over from the Turks, the cars, or something like that. So it's a please pray for it's a, also the government and the rescue teams. 
And also those who are is it the NGO teams is a, actually legally is these nations is not allowed to, to the NGO team. All the NGO teams from abroad, they must is a, communicate with the, the government through their own is embassy. So some of the teams, they've been, they, they already been there, but they couldn't help them because it's a, they didn't get their permission from the government is rescues. Yeah. So please pray for the government and also those who really need the people. Yeah. So it's, we collected a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The leaders said that it's, a, it's a very hard. It's a, the rooms and the houses, the stories, the, it's a lot of it's a goods, but they couldn't, it's distributed. Yeah. Distributed. Yeah. Yeah. The, getting the things distributed has been one of our prayer points in getting out there. So let's emphasize yeah. that. Susan, and, I think, Susan, I think in the time that we have left, it would be really good to have first Heijong and then Vic and Diane pray for the situation. We'll be in agreement because they, they have special, I think, because they live there. They insights, have special, that's right. And authority special too. authority to intercede yeah. for the people in Turkey. Heijong, let's just start with you. If you want to just pray for the situation, if you want to pray in, in Korean, go ahead. We'll just agree with you in the spirit. Yeah. You have to unmute yourself. There you go. Especially, I wanted to use the Isaiah, Isaiah 11 and 11. For somebody to read, it's Isaiah 11, 11. It's a strong me. It's a sense that it's time to, it's Isaiah 11, 11, the situation. And also, all those using their, it seems like it's a very it's a difficult situations. But it's, I feel that it's time. It's God is a, it's a forming. It's a Turkey. It's a, these nations. It's never been to. It's a based on. It's a, this kind of fragile situations. But it's a, it's a new baby, new baby of the it's a Turkey. It's a, it's a going to be. It's a birth. And so it's a unexpected things. This government unexpected things. But it's a it's actually it's a, all of the world, all of the nations are it's a surrounding and coming to it's assist, it's a help them. It means like it's a really God is raising up there. It's a, like it's the role of the it's a midwife's role. So it could you just it's a is a someone is afraid or so could you just it's a read it's Isaiah eleven and eleven? Yeah, Isaiah eleven eleven says it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the islands of the sea. Amen. Father, is there, I declare that with, with it, all these, uh, the global, global is Ecclesia, the body of you, body of Yeshua. We declare that now is the time for Turkey to work towards it's God's original destiny. The Father God's hand of a salvation of Turkey, Assyria, and of this ancient is Assyria. It's a father. It's time to it's time to it's the birthing. Birthing is a newborn baby, newborn new nations of Turkey. And Father also is a, we pray for local churches and Turkish leaders, especially the key leaders. Would you is strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and take on the role, role of the voice to be united local churches? It's, it's like it's Nehemiah's, especially fathers. You have given to given to the assignment of the global. We also want to impart 
impart the local churches, take your authority, it's like Nehemiah, for the, their own nations. Lord, give them the authority, the voice, that such a time is for this, to be united, acting under the chaos, under the... Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Vic? Yeah, Psalm 43, verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Lord, I pray for all my Turkish brothers and sisters, for all those who are grieving right now, Lord, for those who are angry. I pray, Lord, that you would bring your peace upon this land, your shalom, right across the earthquake zone and across Turkey, Lord, that you would touch the hearts of everyone who is grieving or angry and you would let them know your peace and that your peace would bring them the revelation they need to know that there is one God, that he has not forgotten them, that he is in the midst of them, that he is hurting with them, and that, Lord, you and you alone are the one true God. And, Lord, as the days move on and the church is released to be able to go into the area, we pray that your body, your ecclesia, would show the love of Jesus, would show your love to the Turkish people, and that love would draw them to you. Lord, bless the body of Christ, all those who will be going there. And, Lord, for those who can't go there, we pray that they would continue to be your loving witness in their towns, in their cities, wherever they are, that the narrative that is working against the Ecclesia would be seen to be a lie and that mm. instead they would see the truth and the truth would set them free. Mm. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, Amen. Diane, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Lord, we just want to thank you for all the teams that came, Lord, for all the people that have worked, for everything that's been done so far, Lord. We pray for all those volunteers who have now returned, some of whom we know have come back to Antalya, telling us of the harrowing stories of things that they've experienced while they've been there, Lord. And we pray for those people, Lord. We pray for their trauma, that you would relieve them of that trauma. Roma, Lord, that you would grant them, Lord, your peace. And Lord, as the new teams go in and they rotate, Lord, we help. We pray that you would help them with the despondency, Lord, as all they move from the rubble now are dead bodies, Lord, and the clear-up exercise starts. And we pray that people won't forget there is always a a rush in the early stages, Lord, but mm. then so quickly people forget what's happening. And this is a long-term job. This is mm. gonna be weeks and months and years for rebuilding not only the infrastructure, but the lives of the people. And so we do thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon this, this tragedy in Turkey and in Syria. And we, uh, we just pray, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to comfort, and help the people to grieve healthily, mm. Lord Jesus. The Turks are very emotional and it's, 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 we just grieve with them, Lord. We grieve with our friends, we grieve with those that we know, we grieve with those that we don't know. But Lord, we know that you grieve more than we do. Mm -hmm. So we ask, Lord, for your continued peace that passes all understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen.
I just want to say about the verse in Hebrew, I will see his salvations, hmm. not his health, his salvations. Thanks, Thank Esther. You. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I Thank you, Esther, our resident Hebrew expert. We love yes. you. Love it. Yeah. Susan, we're at the end of the hour. Do you have any announcements you want to make before we... Jenny had her hand up. Jenny, did you want to... Yeah, I do have a couple of announcements. Go ahead. One is, if you are interested in going to the Israel-Jordan journey, I would encourage you to get your reservations in. The more I'm studying it, the more... <laughs> it's, whoa, <laughs> I know where, why we're going to Jordan. And there are a number of things that are on the deck that we're going to be launching this month. Uh, one is a military watch. And another is a restoration type watch that Sheldon Kidwell will be leading for church pastors and leaders. I'll be getting more information out that. But it's about restoring the church as a praying community. That's really needs to be addressed for the times that we're in, obviously. And as we go into this year and the shakings begin to happen, there's, believe me, this is a forerunner of things to come. Everything's ramping. We just shut down the third, what do you call it, <laughs> Fred? The high air. Fibulance? What? Un unidentified object unidentified flying object, the third one today. And our, our Air Force is starting to run battle strategies in our Taiwan base. So it's just it, everywhere you look, things are ramping, and, but we are not to lose heart. What God is doing in the shakings, he's after the heart of the church, I'm convinced. So that is a number one prayer target. And again, that we would be the answer to the distress that's coming upon the, the nations. Yeah. And I pray for all of us, Father, tonight, everyone to be strong and of good courage that you, this is in your hand, Father. And yes, these things are horrible. They're defying ugliness to the nth degree. But Lord, we do not get sucked into the despair that comes with it, that I would unlock the compassion and the concern that your word has an answer for in Jesus' name. I pray God's word as a banner over us all, that it's something we can rely on. It's something we can cling to. And we lock shields together across the nations for the kingdom of God tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, my Amen. dear. Can we, have, can we just have Colin Brown from Australia, from the Australia Watch, would you just please close us off in prayer? Sure. Thanks, Fred. Yeah, Sovereign Lord, our King, our glorious Saviour, we thank you that you are earthing so deep into our hearts as it is in heaven. And Lord, thank you that you're rallying the troops in this astonishing hour in which you've called us to live. Thank you, Lord that you have us on the walls and you are harnessing us in your love, shoulder to shoulder, that indeed you would be known, your voice would be heard, that the light would shine in the darkness. We thank you, Lord, for one another. We thank you, Father, for Freda and Sue, and Lord, that you would continually strengthen us. Thank you for your faithfulness. In the name of Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, Son of the living God. Amen. 
And all God's okay. people said, oh, wait, Amen. Uh, Fred, there's a question here about starting a strike force. All you have to do is contact us and let us know what it's about and what your plan is for how long it's going to be. Strike force, remember, is different than what a strike is for a narrow window of time over a specific concern. So just contact us. Okay. Now, all God's people said, Amen. Everybody, amen. 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 Bless you. amen. Bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Bless you, Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Bye, Shanta.